The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Not as suave as Boban's new mustache, but hey, we're trying. It's the Hoops and Hefeweizens podcast. I'm your host, Don Denham. You can find me on Twitter at Don underscore Denham. Uh, with me, as always, is my fellow Mavs fan for life, my bro host. We have Ruben Reddit. Mavericks, how are you today, sir? I'm good. That's such a good mustache. Oh, like, man. It's it's like the perfect amount of Gomez on Lurch's body. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's so it, good. Yeah. It's like a dad. It's like a dad mustache. I'm like, damn, that looks really good. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is one that just looks at you uh, with disappointment, and it actually changes your behavior. Um, <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, changing our behavior, but not talking about disappointment, we've got Squish Forty One on the call. How are you, Dick? The bits. Well, I guess you're redacted still. Predicted. 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 Yeah, yeah that, that's got to be. Yeah, I should good. change it to that. See if Squish. anyone notices. Well, Squish, how are you? <laughs> uh, you know, I'm, uh, I'm all right. I'm exhausted from work, if I'm being True. honest. I yeah. can't remember what happened in the last four days because it's all been a blur of sadness. I completely understand and have more if they, but hey, we get to talk about Mavs basketball, uh, which we're excited about. There's not a whole lot to talk about uh, aside from uh, what's it? Jared Dudley is now an assistant coach. Um, so now we have the uh, the oldest baby face I've ever seen. Um, be a, he's going to be on our bench. And uh, you know what? I actually like Jared Dudley a lot. Uh, I've heard him on a couple of interviews and he's definitely like, a, I don't know, he's like the first guy in a, fi- in a fight whenever there's a fight on the court. <laughs> he's the first one to be kind of an enforcer. I like that kind of, uh, he's definitely a, you know, die for your teammates uh, kind of uh, intensity. Um, and also, it's just one less thing the Lakers have, so I'll I'll take that as a win. Um, but I, I I haven't heard too much on why. I, I, Ruben, do you have any uh, insight to what happened with that situation? So apparently, like LeBron and AD were lobbying him to come back to the Lakers, mm. and I guess the team didn't want to pay him like anything. So mm. he was like, okay, he's like, fuck it, okay, I'll just retire and become a fucking assistant coach. So. Um, there's Got been a lot it. of talk. There's been a lot of talk around the league of like just how much of a people person he is. Which nowadays, like, if you're gonna be a coach, like, you yeah. got to manage people, which is great. Um, just saying, he has a bunch of connections. I'm like in that tweet talking about like the people he's like played with, and it's like fuck, he's actually played with a bunch of fucking really good dudes. You yeah. know, like just a bunch of like just fucking all stars and superstars, and so I mean, I think that's another like feather in that in this new regime where it's like okay, like. We're getting guys that have played in the league. We're getting guys that have connections still. You know, like, 
if a guy's unhappy, I'm sure Jared would be Jared Dudley would be like on that shit, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to see if you know we can get him over here or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for it. You know, uh, I don't really know if he's going to be really an ex nose type of guy or if he's just going to be kind of like another like you know person, another people person, you know, to help with you know this new uh, coaching staff. So, I think it's just a, a locker room presence move. More than anything, I think he's good with players and good at just kind of keeping things not even keel, but you know, on the wavelength they need to be. He's yeah. been around some some high profile guys and is generally well talked about in terms of a locker room person. So I'm sure it's more that and just having a vet in the locker room. Yeah, he was essentially kind of doing that as a player lately, anyway. So this this, this makes good. sense. It's the logical next step for Dudley. And he was so. also a solid defender, so he's probably got some um, some, some knowledge yeah. to bestow he, upon some folks, too. So I will say one thing I always appreciated about him is that he busted ass regardless of how awful the situation was. Because, like, you know, he was, I think he was part of the, the Steve Nash Suns teams, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but then he was also on, like, some crappy Wizards teams and things like that. And, like... Uh, I have to go back on his basketball reference to go because th- he was kind of a journeyman. But like, regardless of what his role was, he always busted ass to wherever he was at. So yeah, um, so yeah, so Jerry Dudley played for the Bobcats, right? Suns, Clippers, Bucks, Wizards, Suns again, Nets, and then the Lakers. And now he's mm-hmm. an assistant coach. So he's been around, like, yeah. and he's East played Coast, with some. West Coast. Know, he's played with some, you know, really great players over the years. So you know. I'm excited for it. You know, it's kind of weird though looking at our coaching staff and be like, wow, all these guys could ball out. You know, <laughs> like. Well, I think we're getting to that age now where a lot of our favorite players are now just front office guys. You know, um, eventually, like in about 10 years, we're going to be the old heads being like, man, I remember, like, because they're going to be like, you know, panning a camera to Michael Finley all grayed out. They're like, man, I remember Finley when he was a player. That guy knew how to electrify a crowd. You know, they didn't have the internet back then, and it's just our kids are going to be like, shut up, Dad. Like, you're boring us, and they'll be in their space helmets uh, doing turbo Twitter. I don't know. Um, shut up about basketball, Dad. I'm on <laughs> Vine Talk. Vine talk, vines coming back. Yeah, it's it's just very close up pictures of actual vines, and they've learned how to speak. Like they're just listening to plants talk to each other. And and also, like we forgot to talk about last week, but also we uh we signed Christy Tolliver, you know, to become yeah. a yeah. Class, oh yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. I've seen her highlights, and she can fucking ball out, bro. So like literally, like our entire team is just full of full of like players that can just ball the hell out, which is really cool. It's crazy that she's going to be... I don't know if she's retiring after this year or what, because she plays for the Sparks. But, I mean, like, she was an assistant coach while being a player. Like, she was assistant coach for the Wizards. Awesome. Which I'm like, okay, I don't know how the fuck you do that, but, I mean, whatever works, so... Yeah, that um, is a new new way of saying player coach. <laughs> but yeah, not for real, for, yeah. for two different leagues. That's awesome. I mean, it's cool, though. I like it, so... I mean, I, I, I like our... It's weird that I'm more excited about the coaching staff than the players in somewhat, you know? <laughs> I don't know, because I had a good think on this, because a lot of times, you know, because we've, there's been a lot of, uh, talk, you know, what was it, Laurie Markin is now a, a Cavalier, uh, as he, 
<laughs> as he cuckolds minutes from Kevin Love, as he as Kevin Love sits on a pile of money on the bench. The cigar. Um, <laughs> I mean, like, hey, more, more, more power to Kevin. Jesus, oh man, it's f- so funny watching him just like, just hate fuck Cleveland. <laughs> just like, I'm not, I am not, I am not leaving. I'm not getting bought out. Are you kidding me? No, you're paying me every cent. I think on he, this someone has pissed him off there because yeah, his on court antics are incredible. Probably oh, Dan Gilbert, honestly, so bro. Incredible. <laughs> and just knowing what a tool Dan Gilbert is, like, it's, oh God, just, it's so fucking good. Kevin loves so like layers, bro. a buyout. I <laughs> helped you win your first championship. You're not <laughs> buying me out of shit. Trade me <laughs> you if you want to get rid he's of like, the motherfucker. He's like, you motherfucker. He's like, you gave me this money, bro. Like, yeah, you're I'm not, not buying me out. <laughs> I love it, man. Shit's so yeah. fucking like, fun. You let me rot away. Post LeBron, haven't done shit about it. <laughs> you want to buy me out? Uh-uh. I'm gonna sit here. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an inbounds pass into the fucking sun, and you're gonna deal with me being a little bitch on purpose because fuck you. That's why. Pay me or trade me. You decide. He's holding it for ransom, and it's yeah. great. <laughs> Kevin Love is gonna shoot a free throw backwards. Like he's just gonna like have no regard or any respect for the the Cavaliers. I, at this point, I respect it. Um, <laughs> Kevin Love's gonna shoot his free throws from half court. Oh wait, no, you're not allowed to step out of the like free throw area anymore. That's right. That's no, right. Not, <laughs> he's just gonna throw the the free throw as high as he can. Throws <laughs> <laughs> it into the stand. Or just try to bounce pass it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I like this. Hey, that's something we need to get on Twitter. Like, wh- what are fun passive ways that you can try getting less minutes while you have a full contract? <laughs> How to play like a three dollar player while making thirty million? Yeah, oh, that's such a that'd be a good segment actually. All right, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll sort of running, I, that that shall that'll be a running uh, bit. Uh, I need to. And if anyone sees anything, please add us. But yes, I, I I would like to keep careful tabs on Kevin Love's antics this season. season. <laughs> and then he's we'll gonna he's gonna moonwalk back then, on defense and then break them down <laughs> on the podcast. We can break them down on the pod, or even like if we got <laughs> to be if we pivot to video out of play on like, YouTube too. <laughs> pivot to video. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Love's spotlight of the week on a Dallas Mavericks. I, I will, I will, I will, I will find what he's done already if there's anything, and then try to do that. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's so good. It's called. It's the, the segment's how called. Be, I believe in a thing called love. And oh, it's, <laughs> how to be a three dollar man at thirty million? Because <laughs> he is in the depths of the darkness. Well, oh man! <laughs> man, what, what, <laughs> man holy shit! It's like 2008. Good. <laughs> yeah. It's good. Um, um, just listen to the rhythm of his. Nope, it's the gone. It's yeah, no. Just, just listen to the rhythm of John Hart. Who's Hart? Who's the who's who's the Josh power? Hart. Josh Hart. Yeah, just Hart? listen to the rhythm of Josh Hart. Um, so, okay. Uh, hey, guess what? Spotify green room. It's an ad read, folks. Ah, sprung it on you like a bear trap. I'm Anyways, scared. <laughs> it's a live audio sports talk platform it's free to download and to use you can talk to me other fans athletes and insiders in real time perfect for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and reacting to breaking news share your own experiences on the app spotify green room is free 
It's a social media platform for sports fans. Join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Uh, I'll be hosting a, a room at some point. Uh, all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app. It is free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the MFFL group or the Reddit Mavericks group or the NBA group. Uh, apparently, Mark Stein does a thing uh, fairly frequently, which seems like a good time. Uh, that's a known group, the Ridickheads. What's up? Or my lesser known group, the Ridickheads. The Ridickheads. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck up. <laughs> that's so good. Uh, Ridickheads. New, new, much like how Slipknot calls their fans maggots, uh, fans of Squish are ridiculous. Uh, All right, fantastic. So, oh my god, the green room today. Uh, All right, let's go to questions, questions, please. Let's go. Yeah, let's let's pivot. Let's go. Yeah, no maps news to report other than Luca with a hookah. Oh yes, Luka Doncic is the the easiest layup for nicknames in a while. Uh, it seems that he he is uh, smoking folks on the court this, and off this, the court. It's total this total aside or a part of this though. It's the meme of you know this player's offseason versus Luca, and they'll put like Ben Simmons working out. I saw one of Dame like after workout yeah. looking ripped, yeah. and then it's Luca with the hookah. And I'm just like. Yeah, and it's gonna make you that much more angry when Lucas still busts everyone's ass. <laughs> no, co- well, and also it's like, dude went to the Olympics pretty much immediately after the postseason and did so much better than either of those players. Ben Simmons wasn't there. Ben Simmons is at a lifetime lifetime fitness, pretending he can shoot a three pointer. And then you got uh, Dame Dame Lillard, who just was a shell of himself through the entire Olympic stint. And just didn't find his place in it. I mean, like, I'm a big Dame fan, but, like, he just looked lo- like, I think that was more team, uh, uh, I think that's more roster problems than that was Dame's fault. But, like, he wasn't put in a place to succeed, but I don't know. I think if you drag a country to uh, just shy of bronze, for their first time ever being in the Olympics, I'm. I think you know what that counts as a pretty good off season, in my opinion. Dude's allowed to smoke some hookah. Jesus Christ. Love it. Okay. Go to questions. All right. Sorry. Are <laughs> <No>, you good? <laughs> we had to get on the highlights real quick. Uh, first question comes from uh, John. Uh, scenario: Fourth quarter, ninety nine, ninety nine, with five seconds left on the clock. Balls in your hand. I don't know why the fuck I'd be on the court. Um, you're on the right wing. Okay, Tim is in the corner open, and he's been on fire. Six or seven uh, shooting. Yep. Luca cuts the mid-range from the top, but he's three for seven uh, from the field. Both have shot about 50% the whole game. Who are you passing it to? I do like Timmy in the corner. If he's six or seven, I mean, if he's six or seven, he's on fire. That's good, Timmy. I'll, I'll, I'll hedge my bets on that. Yeah, you throw that ball. If, he, if Inferno Timmy is in the house... He must. Yeah. He must receive the rock. Yep. I don't know, man. I think I, I, I don't know. I, I want no, no. it hard away. Tell me why. <laughs> so, no. So for me, I'm thinking. Okay, like Luca obviously hasn't had the best shooting night, but he's still clutch as fuck. You know. Oh, yeah. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's a wrong answer here either way. Like I, if if it was me, and like I'm making this pass, like I don't regret either way I'm going. You know, yeah. like because yeah. like well, either it's going or it's not. You know, so um, both good choice. I just yeah. know 
The myth of Inferno Timmy. <laughs> the legend. The Diablo legend. Timmy. We'll go six for seven one game and then go yeah. one for fucking man on man on man on fire, Tim Hardaway. <laughs> That's a good question though, John. That's a really good question, man. Um well, say, daughter. <laughs> Let's see. Next question comes from Punnable. Uh barring Tyrell Terry and Josh Green miraculously developing into NBA caliber players after receiving no playing time this past season, can the twenty twenty Mavs draft now be labeled as a failure? We should have gotten a for we should have gone for win now prospects, but we fumbled and picked long term projects instead. I mean, I think that's a pretty fair assessment right now. I'd still like to give a season of of not Rick Carlisle for these two young guys to see if they could develop into anything because there's a whole like man, I don't know why they would they kept going with long term projects with Carlisle at the helm because it's his least favorite thing to do. Yeah, like yeah. it's actually kind of remarkable that Luca got past the the rookie wall with him, and 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 Jalen Brunson for that matter too. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I really I hope Tyrell Terry can be a better, uh, can be an actual contributor and not just garbage time minutes. Um, I'm really I don't know. I the that first summer league game seemed all right, but. I don't know. Summer League looked really messy this year in a way that it hasn't really. I mean, like it's never beautiful basketball, but it's like it was it just weird. It's it looked worse this year, and I think a good portion of it is just like the timing of the season ending, and then like I don't know. I don't. I feel. I felt. It felt to be honest. Summer League felt too soon. Um, it. I don't know. But I, I don't know where you put Summer League aside from summer. So, um. <laughs> Well, and I think uh, part of our hideousness on the court was this is arguably the worst summer league team for the Mavericks that I've ever seen. Um, it was pretty rough. It was yeah. it was very top heavy because like Terry like looked Tyrell, good, really got hurt. Yeah. Hinton had his moments, was kind of a letdown. Um, oh, I, and then yeah. Omarui Om- obviously earned a two way. He was solid, but yeah, every- Hong Kong Onu, Omarui. Onu, uh Looked lost the first game, but looked a lot more assertive in the second game and showed mm-hmm. flashes of, all right, this is a project we can invest in. And it's again, it's like you said, these are all, there were some long-term project guys that were the talent, but there weren't very many. And then guys that will never see an NBA court, yeah. probably. Um, yeah, and I, I think maybe a lot of teams approached it this way, with the exception of like the Kings. The Kings were like, let's get our young guys and play. Um and you know, I don't know. That that's kind of like the longest yard <laughs> mentality. You know, like let's 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 beat up on some scrubs to really build some confidence. You know, going into the season. Um, you know, that's yeah. It was. I mean, Davion Mitchell looks like you know looks like Pat Bev two bo- two point which I which I'm and, excited for. And to your point, like in some of these teams, like there's guys that like Tyrese Maxey, yeah, bonafide yeah. NBA player like right. he was getting burned in summer league that would be like the Mavs threw out Josh Green and Moses Brown for mm. summer league which they could mm. have but they didn't need to I, I, I kind of yeah I don't know I think they were also just looking at it, it's like this is really soon and we would much rather have them healthy for training camp than we would to mm. see what they, like this this really felt like final audition for the 15th man spot and it seems they did not make that unfortunately yeah. Um, so I, yeah, I'm yeah. hope what I'm really worried about is like, I mean, Tyrell Terry's already getting hurt. Like he was out all last year with no granted. That sounded like it was probably more of a personal thing. Doesn't sound like it was medical. Um, so either way, uh, we're, we're really 
I, I just want to see to, I want I want them to have a fair try. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want this to be like the projects of uh Maverick's past where we have this guy that's like, oh, this guy could be really good, and then he really doesn't develop until he's gone into another team that actually gives him minutes, you know? Like yeah. uh, like uh Roby was kind of that way. Uh Jay Jay Crowder was very much that way. Um, there was just guys that we've drafted that have just done better offset. No, I mean, granted, with all of that, there's also your Justin Andersons that didn't really pan out anywhere, uh, aside from him getting hit in the face by a, a Morris ball. Um, That's really the most noticeable, no, notable thing I can remember about Justin Anderson's <laughs> career so far is that he was on the wrong end of a... God, he, he was... I don't Marcus know. Morris brother. fuckery. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, man, I, I, I liked him as a. Man. I liked it. That's not me saying I, liked I didn't him like him. Uh, I'm just saying that's the only thing I could remember. <laughs> Other than our failed podcast ages ago, where we were geeked about getting Justin Anderson. That wasn't that's me. True. That was, yeah, was me that was you guys. That was not yeah. Me. Uh, <laughs> we had two episodes of that podcast. Two episodes of a podcast called The Avengers. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't well thought out. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> it's, good, it's good to be humble, you know. But yeah, I think you know. I think it's it's a little too early to say that it's been labeled as a failure. Um, I still think my the podcast. My, no, we're talking about the fucking the Tyrell Terry and Josh Green. I that's eh, But uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I feel like I I, have, I feel like I have to give like guys like until their rookie contract is up to really like okay, like, hey, like right. this dude was a fucking bump. You know, like I have right. to wait. Like the only the only exception to that is Anthony Bennett. Because that dude was bad from the get go. Like he can not it's man, and just set up for no success. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel ba- like I wonder if that dude was drafted twentieth, would he have had a better career? You know yeah. what I mean? No pressure. Like, like, well, it, and because he was drafted number one, he was given a lot of opportunities. And just like I don't know, that's just it. Yeah, that was probably the biggest head scratcher. At least like Michael Olawakandi was like a tall. <laughs> yeah, <he was laughs> at least a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, like he, oh. you know, he rebounded at least. Like yeah. I don't know. Uh, um, you getting an ad squish to this question? I'd say like I, I can't declare the draft a failure either. I think uh, Josh Green being held out of summer league and Terry being held out after an injury that I felt like he. Pro- I don't know what was the injury. Does anyone know? I don't uh, remember. I think, can I tell you? I don't know. I just it just seemed like, uh, and this was my read on Terry. It's like you know we saw progress. He looked uh, offensively pretty nice at times in that first mm-hmm. game and then you know he's just he's just smart and then holding josh green up i i believe that's a sign of this the team sees something in both of those guys so i i'm still willing to kind of see what happens and we've also had years of weird rick carlisle rotations yeah. so i'm very really curious to see what will happen with these guys and um you know new regime yeah. the the turnaround of last season to this one is not a very long one, so they're holding these yeah. guys, knowing the real deals around the corner is is part of it. I, I don't know. I, I'm curious to see what'll happen, but yeah, I don't know. I I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it was a failed draft just yet. Um, and and we'll see who gets some burn once it's time to actually yeah. play. Yeah, let's see. Next question comes from Dalton, the Texas Waffle. He asks. Oh, why is it that every time I look down, I see my feet? That means that you have a flat stomach, and good job on doing your cardio. Yeah, well, and, uh, that your eyes are functioning 
Well, it also means that you have you... object permanence, so that's good. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, my baby doesn't have that yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is one of the funnier things when a that's kid good. gets surprised by something that was always there. Where did my finger? Oh, there they are. Yeah. I, and I'm excited for when he can actually start playing and being like, what the fuck, where do you go? <laughs> but, mm-hmm. yeah, let's see. Um, on a more serious note, though, he asks, uh, any shows you guys are currently watching? I've been, binge, season, so. I've been binge watching Sopranos. I, I so I, I bought uh, HBO Max to watch Space Jam, and so in order to redeem that actual purchase, I'm watching a good show instead of that terrible <laughs> garbage can of a movie. I should, just, I should give you my login, bro. What the fuck? It's it's not good. Well, no, I, I like I like to feel like adult and an adult occasionally have my own login for something. Your login but, stuff. Uh, yeah, it, I will say though, the new Suicide Squad made up for Space Jam, no question. Oh, that was so, so good. That was great. So good, absolutely. But uh, uh yeah, uh, it's not really a show, but I watched uh, one last night. It was part one of three. The R.L. Stein Fear Street thing on in on uh, Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's That's brutal. Cool. It is. Really? I, I. It's man. It is. So I, what I didn't know is that Arl. It's based off of an Arl Stein like teen novel, not not his Goosebumps stuff. And it's a lot yeah. more about like the occult and a lot more. Uh, adult, adult themes. Yeah, it's more. It's more about like witches and covens a little bit more. It's it's also just hell, remarkably violent. Um, and it's uh, it it does the good. It pays homage to uh, former horror movies in a way that is seems like a nod of respect, not just cheap ripoffs. Like they really try to make a good product, and, and they actually do a good job of. One thing that horror movies forget to do is get you to root for the person, so you don't want them to immediately die. <laughs> Like yeah. It, yeah. you want to feel something when they die. Like you want to be like, oh man, that kid was about to go to college or whatever, oh, or yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, this sweet janitor just bought a donut for a baby. I don't know. <laughs> and then, like you, you gotta give you gotta give us something yeah. to feel. And like that, they yeah. they did a pretty good job considering it's like a kind of a, a take on like like the first one's nineteen ninety four, so it kind of uh, plays out more kind of like a scream buffy kind of feel Got to it. It. haunted high school something yeah. rather. So uh that's not really a show, but it it's a good time. I, I, I certainly enjoyed it. Oh, let's see. Uh, I let's see. let's see. I have been so my fiance was like, "Hey, I've never seen Rick and Morty. Let's watch that." So we like, and we never binge. Like she never binges stuff. She just like it's just a tension thing. And mm-hmm. we like literally we we sat down and watched like all five seasons or whatever in like three it's, days. It really does. It's really good writing. <laughs> I can't it really, hate on like, it. I know. I know. Then now it's like obviously like the, you know, like it's always like oh like you know. uh it's you know, uh, neck beards and you know people on Reddit and stuff like that. It's like, oh, that's true, but like every fan base has that type of, you know. Yeah, I, I hate that it's been kind of co-opted by the incels, yeah. uh, but yeah. I, I really do think it's clever writing yeah. and, and it's is very smart and fun. So that, and then we've been finishing up Brooklyn Nine Nine because it's the last season. Another good um, one. That's been it's actually this season. Actually, I guess I was worried because obviously, like they're ending the show for the season. Obviously, everything has happened and the u.s this past year and so like that so mm-hmm. but i mean it's been you know they've they've tackled these uh these issues like actually pretty head-on which i'm really was actually surprised about which is cool um nice. and the last thing we've been watching is ted lasso so which i think if you haven't seen Ted Lasso at this point like you really should somehow. i ha- i haven't because i just don't know how apple plus works i don't it's I like don't every other streaming service yeah like yeah. 
Yeah, it's nice. five do- five bucks a month. There. Um, let's see. Anything you're watching, Squish? Um, I, was, I, I see. It's just been such a shit show ever since I got back from vacation. Like work has mm-hmm. been cleaving my soul from my body. Um, <laughs> pandemics are so much fun. Um, so I, I was glad Don mentioned the Suicide Squad because I, I was I legitimately couldn't remember what the last anything was that I sat down to watch. Um, and it was that, and that was excellent. And then, uh, no uh, scripted shows of any kind. Well, I guess depending on how you feel, but no, no, no like narrative shows. I should say, like yeah. like movies or TV shows. I have been going down an AEW wrestling rabbit hole recently, though. Um, I knew it was gonna come up. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I've been been watching wrestling a little more. AEW, mm-hmm. but I've been meaning to get into AEW, and that's just been satisfying, just because watching i mean they've, it's great performance as a theater person it's just yeah dangerous stage combat and over the top campy <laughs> storytelling and uh, some of it's pretty badass but it's a super uh, you know, soap opera yeah yeah and i and i've always liked wrestling but aw's got some really good shit going on and they've brought in a few of my favorite guys that were wasted elsewhere but um fair enough yeah it's been that's been fun you know, I've got a lot of pent up rage, so it's kind of fun to watch people beat the shit out of each other for a couple yeah, hours. Yeah. Um, and otherwise, and, just... and not feel guilty about it, like when yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I watch UFC. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. This poor man, he isn't going to be able to eat solid foods again or <laughs> His walk. His nose is coming out of his ear. <laughs> but yeah, oh, and I, so I, just distracting myself with yeah. video games I can pick up and put down, like Apex what or you, 2K. So what you gotta do. Um, next question comes from Jose. Um, kind of in the same vein. Are there any movies that you've gone out to see recently? I haven't gone to wa- watch them. The last movie I, I saw in the theaters was actually Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, a, a buddy of mine, uh, she uh, rented out a, a an Alamo Draft House, uh, or no, it was no, it was like I think it might even have been like an AMC or something. Uh, but we rented out a theater for like us and like twenty people and had an awesome time watching uh, a horror classic. So awesome. yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I haven't really been to the theater. Uh, last time I went, I rented out the movie theater to go see uh, Godzilla. That fucking ruled. Sure. Um, uh, I've like it's weird though, because like since I've had my kid, like we do kind of like you know watch stuff together, but like I haven't really we watched Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad together. Um, but I haven't actually gone out. I, some movies I do want to go see, like like Free Guy, it looks fucking awesome. I know like Bibbs was like, this is great. Um, and I mo- usually most of the time me and Bibbs agree like on like movie stuff. So um, that was when I really wanted to see. I heard Candyman's pretty good, but I'm not too much big into like horror stuff. Uh, um, the or- the original Candyman I thought really held up when I watched it. Like I, I watched that. That was that was that was on Netflix fairly recently, um, and I watched that in like within the last year. And it's I mean it's brutal. I I don't know what you really need to improve on it aside from. I don't know. I, there's sometimes when I see certain movie remakes where I'm like, does this need a new update? Like, there's some that I could be like, I can see how a different story is being told. Uh, this yeah. one, I, I, I don't quite, I'm, like, it's still, it's, I don't know. It's, I'm also in the point now where I realize that I think about it, I'm like, the 90s wasn't that long ago. And it's like, that was closer to 30 years ago, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. closer to 30 than 20. All of, like, are, all of us are in our 30s, dude. Like, I know, I know. And it's weird. It's just like when I think of Candyman, I think of like, ah, oh, yeah, I saw that at Blockbuster. And then I'm just like, oh, man. That's like me saying like, 
I I I was playing marbles at the soda fountain. <laughs> it's like it's like that might as well be that old. <laughs> so, uh, have you seen any other movies, Squish? Besides the uh, movie, well, I mean, I didn't go. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yet. You know, the last movie I went to a theater to see was the, and I think this came up a few pods ago. Honestly, uh, the uh, the ten year uh, uh, anniversary kind of Dolby remaster of uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. Oh Ooh. yes, you did go see. I didn't remember you went yeah, to that. Was that was outstanding? That's one of my what favorite movies ever made. And um, the 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 new audio was very nice. Felt like a concert. It was great. That's, that's awesome. That's awesome. That was that was like four months ago now or yeah. something. Back when the pandemic wasn't as bad. Back when it was winding down. <laughs> it looked like it was going to wind down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. Uh, let's see. Next question comes from Junior. Um, who should I take my fantasy football with the first overall pick? Roy Aikman. No, don't listen to fucking squish. <laughs> uh, Johnny Football. Yes. No. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Let's see. Uh, is Michael Irvin still on the board? No. Um, or is Keyshawn still on the board? <laughs> Retired for ten years, but yeah, he's not, he's not, he's available. <laughs> um, so I, I'm actually I'm drafting second overall in my and I it is it's man it's a three headed toss up for me because it's like basically whoever the first person taking like I either want I I want Dalvin Cook um, but just because I think the Minnesota defense is going to be better. So they're going to be running more like their offense isn't going to be as good. Cause they're not going to have to score as many points as they did last year. Um, but I think just cook is just going to be like, whenever you draft first overall, you got to go for floor. I mean, obviously PPR has, I'm a big fantasy guy. Sorry. Um, and so like, really, I think Christian McCaffrey, he's so God, that dude does not have a great injury history. And I think Alvin Kamara it's you have a lot of un like he was my running back last year and I was very happy with him, but like that was still with Drew Brees, that was still with a really with a pretty solid uh, uh deep or no their defense wasn't that great, but either way like I don't know if I don't know how many opportunities uh Cal or Alvin Kamara is going to really get, um so I would say like he's like you won't probably be disappointed but like you really want to aim for floor and aim for as much consistency as you can uh yeah. with that first overall that's that's my approach to it oh so, i'm looking at my the one uh draft i've fin- finished uh uh-huh. the first five six first seven guys picked were running backs yeah <laughs> so definitely go for running back uh yeah i think you, everything seems done i think you can't go wrong with you know mccaffrey dalvin cook or alvin Kamara. honestly yep. Derek Henry, even too, I think you know, would be that'd probably be a surprise first pick, but it's still a really good fucking pick. Pretty uh, consistent. You also, yeah. yeah, strength of schedule is another thing too. Uh, yeah. Minnesota's got a pretty weak strength of schedule, uh, or yeah. uh, uh, who they're facing. So that's that's another thing I factored in. Another guy in this draft picked uh, McCaffrey first overall. It looks like so. I mean, I'm I'm strong. I'm strongly considering Zeke, but I don't know. I get too swept up in the Cowboys narratives, and they always no, find a way to fucking disappoint him. I try so hard not to draft a cowboy every year. Yeah, like I, I just it, yeah, uh, make too mad. Like it's like I don't want to get double mad. You know, right? Team, that's so. that. That's fair. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Next question comes from. Uh, it says Santiri Tasmo come to Dallas. Okay, cool. Um, now that no Laurie is confirmed, and if Dallas doesn't get Goron, how do you guys rate the offseason? 
I thought about this. I like I actually don't mind that we are kind of trying to stick with consistency because we already did a shakeup of the front office, so it's good to have like at least the rosters pretty much the same. Um I think we one of the something that I thought about is like how much we got improvement from sub, like uh addition by subtraction. Uh I think Josh Richardson minutes being re- replaced by Bullock. Um I think like Hinton didn't have a whole lot of playing time, but if you were to put that with Sterling Brown, I'm good with that. Um, you know, so if you got like Sterling Brown and Bullock making up for Trey Burke and Josh Richardson minutes, I'm I think that's a pretty that is a very narrow but an improvement. You know, there's not going to be like just that like neither of those guys really handle the ball that much, so they're not going to be turning it over, <laughs> um, yeah. which is important. So I think uh, uh, that's. I'd still give it a C plus um, because I'll give it a passing grade. I'm just not, you know, it's nothing to write home about. Yeah. Uh, See, I would give it a C, a solid C. That's like 75. Mm -hmm. Um, I've hundred. I mean, cool. We added two guys that can hit, you know, 40% plus from three um, on limited attempts. It looks like, but I mean, that's cool. Uh, Again, Rain Richardson. Cool. Um, Moses could be something. Um, even oh yeah, if, like even if because uh, I don't know because I know it sounds like we didn't even want him, but they just threw him in there, which is like okay, cool. It's like it's almost like getting like a like an extra fry, you know, yeah. or an extra like an extra. Dude, when you get, yeah, when you get bonus fries at the bottom of the bag, it's and you're like cool, like you know, feeling, like yeah, it's like cool, like you get some extra. Um, I don't know. I think <laughs> overall, like overall, you know, resigning Timmy was really important. He even took a pay cut, which is crazy. Not a pay cut, but like he was like offered more and decided to come here anyway. Stay here. Timmy Um, dessert. Like, I think like Timmy is, I think a lot of people have kind of PTSD from the West, uh, West Matthews contract. And like the fact that Timmy plays kind of the role that we really wanted West Matthews to hold, uh, with, with less defense, he's a better offensive player. Um, I, I want to I like I I want Timmy to be really the local hero that we really need because that dude basically yeah he, he gave a hometown discount when he didn't need to like yeah. I don't think we praise him enough for that. But I think overall I'd still give it a C, um, and sure. I think a lot of this is kind of also because you know they basically punted the ball the last couple of seasons too, and right you know we we should have made really good moves at that point, but we didn't. So yeah, I'd give us a C. Uh, what mm-hmm. about you, uh, Squish? I I am I'm sitting on a B B minus right now, personally, just because I'm very hyped on Moses Brown. I think a lot of people aren't as familiar with him and what he does and how he gives us something that we do not have or did not have before. His rebounding alone gives us something that we have never had, um, <laughs> in my opinion. Just having dove into the Moses Brown highlight rabbit hole. Um, Big, strong dude with a, an actual motor. Like, he plays hard. Um, and a lot of room for improvement. I think there's a lot more upside there, regardless of if the Mavericks wanted him or not. I feel like we probably did. Mm. I, I feel like Boston was trying to, to make us take on more, and they were like, no, 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 just that, or we're done. And they were like, fine. And they sent us Moses because they were going to pay Time Lord. Um, they didn't have room for two you know, young up-and-coming centers, and they went with the dude that's you know, prove himself in their eyes, maybe. But yeah, I think Moses is going to be cool. And, you know, 240 plus three point shooters is a big deal. But I think Bullock is 
going to prove himself an upgrade over Josh in terms of the role we had Josh in. Um, right. I think Josh would try to do too much oftentimes last season. Right. Um, and it's, it's B and where it dips into the B minus is we still haven't addressed, you know, the, the shock, the extra playmaker shot creator need. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think we're either banking on some growth from Brunson um, uh, or, you know, or Burke the, or Burke, Burke. Or the, the Dragic deal oh, just yeah. need, needs to work out. And I feel like it will, it's just a waiting game. Yeah, when it's gonna happen. Know, if we yeah. get him, then we're in this solid B to B plus range for me. Cool. Um, I like it. So yeah, we'll Let's see. And I just, there weren't a whole lot of options. Um, no, this free agency that I really wanted us to swing that hard at. Like I thought Lowry would have been cool at the same time. I, I might, this is my opinion. It's such a way now move. Paying paying Lowry that kind of money in my opinion is different than paying Chris Paul that kind of money. Cause Kyle Lowry, not Chris Paul. Yeah. Chris Paul's far superior in my opinion. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, DeRozan would have been cool too. That would have been, been cool. I would have been, but, been cool with that, but he wanted to go to uh, Chicago. He so. didn't want to come here. That's the thing. Yeah. People have to want to come to yeah. the team. So that's like the other the, the other two that has the fall. <laughs> um, uh, we, next... We've done okay with what we had to work with. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Domino's. I love this. Um, not really a question, but I think LeBron's gonna buy the Mavs from Cuban in the near future. Dallas Cowboys fan preparing for retirement has his close friends Kid and Dudley with the team already. Pegs Luca as the first guy on his brand. His "quote unquote" revenge is by literally owning them. <laughs> That'd be just, hilarious. I just, I think we're, I think we are over overestimating how much money LeBron actually has. Like, uh, considering how many different, like, how many different industries <laughs> that Cuban is responsible, you know, that Cuban benefits from. Um, in addition to like how expensive a, an NBA team is, like, you know. Was it Dwayne Wade, who's made millions upon millions of dollars, is like just like a fraction of an ownership group of the Jazz? You know what I mean? Like that's how expensive it is to actually like because uh, LeBron, I don't think, is a billionaire. If I'm not mistaken, let me see if I can look this up. Let's see, he, I mean, he does have a lot. Like he does have a lot of you know business interests. Like he's got like I know he's got certain franchises under his name. I know he's got huge shoes and endorsement deals, but it's, I just don't think it's at, I don't think he's at like Michael Jordan level yet. Is he? So Forbes estimates James net worth is to be about 80, 850 million. Right. So, okay. Like he's not far from it, but, but like if the Clippers who are coming off of one of the most like publicly embarrassing scandals sold for $2 billion, you know what I mean? Like, it's just like, that's, the Mavericks are going to demand more than that, specifically since it's Cuban's baby. You know what I mean? Like, there's the value of NBA teams is so astronomical. It is insane. Like, that's, I, I guess that's the main thing. Uh, like, so uh, I do yeah. think it's, it is a very funny thought of LeBron owning the Mavs, which is very silly. It and I funny. appreciate the thought. But I think also we're talking about some pretty astro, astronomical numbers that are, are pretty hard to, actually happen and the other thing and these scenarios in terms of their likelihood aren't as far apart as you would think if you really think about it but cuban will let his front office do their job unimpeded unimpeded before he sells the team to anyone else we can only hope yeah. <laughs> i mean i think it'd be cool if this were to happen just because it'd be fucking hilarious like he gets like the last laugh of like 
being, you know, uh, owned in 2011, like just getting absolutely destroyed in 2011. I think um, what would be a more likely case is that Mark Cuban buys Cuba. Like he just becomes, he finally serves his, his sole purpose, which is to become guys, Mark Cuban. Cuban. Become a Cuban. Uh, no, but uh, I mean, it's cool. Whatever. Uh, I mean, those are good. Those are good theories, but uh, I don't think if they ever happened, you would, it has to be like, he'd have to have like, a part ownership of the team. Like, and I don't think Cuban is going to do that. So Cuban, Cuban sells the team to himself. But yeah. So uh, next question, <laughs> next question comes from share. Um, are the Mavs going to be in the plan? And then she says, "Guess what? Rondo is going is going to be with the Lakers. <laughs> Life in the Western Conference. Yeah, let's take him. Um, I can have him. Yeah, listen, uh, I... he's just sleepy, Pat Bev, to me at this point. <laughs> I feel like I don't think we'll be in the plan this year. I don't yeah. see that happening unless like." God forbid something bad happens with our star player. If, I mean, if, we're, if we're healthy, we're not in the play-in. It's not yeah, happening. Yeah, we should be in the playoffs, yeah. yeah. So, But I think the play will be fun to watch this year, because I wonder who's going to be fighting for that. You know? I think it's a good idea. I don't see I don't see why not, because like, to be honest, like I hate the whole, like, alright, you're playing all these 82 games, and then you're just having to do all these like equations at the end of it. Like That was never very that, that interesting to me. I mean, well, basically, you get to do that twice. You know, you get to do, and also like, the, the Steph uh, and or what was it? Golden State and Memphis games were awesome this year. You know, uh, well, and it just, the thing that just hit me like a vision is in our lifetime. If they keep the playing around, we're gonna see some kind of Cinderella run where the worst playing team wins a fucking championship. Yeah, I don't think that's happening, but <laughs> I bet it will. I bet it will. What do you want to bet? It could happen next year when the Mavericks are the worst playing team. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that action. Yeah. Dude, let's bet bet a hundred bucks at, on Vegas. We, I would, I would, man. That's the one thing. I, I one thing I want to do is have enough disposable income to where I can just start betting a hundred dollars on future bets. You know, because like all those yeah. all those MVP bets are like they're all like. 30 to one or whatever. And it's just like, it's a hundred dollars that like, like, again, whenever I can just miss a hundred dollars, so you know, I'm not in that spot right now, but if I can just, be, yeah, I'll just put a hundred dollars on it, see what happens. Yeah. And then that just turns into, you know, 3000. Yeah. If I hit it, like it's a great time. Like, it's just like, Oh yeah. I just got a call from my bookie. I'm doing well. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's maybe, maybe it's the fact that I listen to Bill Simmons and uh, cousin Sal too often that I, that, that, that's their betting, pod, their betting podcast. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, just, just Bill Simmons, but uh, either way, go ahead. Next question comes from Gabriel. Um, what do you guys think will be the hierarchy of bigs? Because we have almost 75 bigs on the roster. I guess poor Zygnus counts as a big since he's tall. Uh, the Kaijus yeah. are all at the top. We got KP, Bobby, right. Moses, than everyone else. You're really putting Moses over. Unless Dwight Powell comes back. I'd with put, I'd put Maxi. I'll put Maxi over Bobon. Healthy Maxi. Sure. Is is that'll be a treat. So I'm doing. I'm thinking of like tiers. Like KP obviously is that first tier because you know he's the most versatile shooter, I guess, out of all those guys. And he can he can, block, he can still block a shot if he's healthy and confident. Um. The next I'm year, I... a good healthy offseason. I mean, like he's posting all the pictures of him working out. I mean, yeah, yeah. which you know, I mean, like, gets... I'm, 
which gets destroyed on Twitter every day when it happens. I know, but still, <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping. I really want him to be Nick's Porzingis. Like, I like, yeah, like I, mean, I want him to have that same mentality of just or like bubble I, KP. I, I own. Yeah, exactly. Like, let's get actual KP. Let's get starters. Like getting paid like a star and, and owning up to it. I think he, you know, he got butt hurt last year and, and actual hurt, um, not just his butt. And sure enough, like I mean, I think if that is that is technically an upgrade, you know what I mean? Because we didn't get real KP last year, is how I look at it. No, we didn't. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, butt injuries are real injuries too, Don. That's true. Listen. I'm all quads and ass, okay? That's like I, I'm like forty percent ass and quads, so I understand. Like a real pain in the ass is a real injury, all right. <laughs> However, it is very funny to get a prescription for it. Take two in the morning for pain in the ass. Well, I was gonna say, uh, so I would, yeah, I definitely put like KP at the front, like the very top, and then below that, I mean, like the a lot of the talent level is kind of you know. Kind of all over the place at that point, you know. I'd probably put like Maxi and Dwight there still, you know. Wow. Um, Bobon probably would, Bobon probably, you know, uh, round that out. Well, and I, it's funny, just I'm trying not to lose this thought. That's the only reason I'm interrupting you. It's literally like KP, and then every the next tier is really just situationally beneficial guys, yeah, right. that's true. Yeah, oh, well, where would you guys put Willie? That, that I don't know, tier. like C, probably. That's, are we, and that's are, are thing. we putting that's him over Dwight? That's the thing. Uh, so here's how I see it. I think KP top tier. Then this middle tier is all your situational guys, which for yeah, me, it's like, weird. Right. You got Maxi for mm-hmm. the Swiss Army knife of things that he brings. Mm-hmm. You've got Dwight if you need that spark, real man. He's he hustles mm-hmm. like he's not the mm-hmm. best defender, but you know he's going to play hard if the team's sluggish. Like that's a benefit. Sure. Boban is just giant and skilled. Mm-hmm. Moses mm-hmm. is just giant, athletic, and very good at rebounding. And I and I put Willie a tier below, and this is not a knock on his skill because I think having Willie's good. He's shown flashes of being good at defense. My thing is, I just don't know what he does yet. Right. And that's yeah. been the thing, like his whole career. Like there are nights where he's like, oh my God, his rim protection, outstanding. Like he's rolling well. It's just, and then the nights where he's missing two dunks a game and shit like that. And, or just kind of doesn't know where to be. I don't right. know. It's weird. I don't know what Willie, I don't know what Willie's role is yet. The other guys have very clear roles. True. Yeah. Okay. I get that. I know what they do. Yeah. I know where we can use them as opposed to like, I don't know. And I guess, Willie's a defender, right? I don't know. I just don't. I don't know what. I don't know what he does. And I think a lot of that was his sporadic use from our previous head coach. Yeah, right. lots of knock on Willie himself. And yeah, the C is more of a question mark. Like or the SAC tier. Like there's an A, B, C. But yeah, if he's yeah. in the tier below, it's because he's a question mark. And I put that on an undefined role more than a lack of talent or skill. Yeah. Good, good, good answer. Uh, let's see. Next question comes from Redacted. Um, first off, why is Squish41 such a dweeb ever since he returned from suspension? Wow, it's, I'm so glad I asked. <laughs> it's also, it's, one, it's Bo Burnham's fault, too. I mean, I, I would imagine Twitter jail <laughs> changes a man. You would be correct. The Dementors and the... No, uh, <laughs> I asked that question on purpose because it has come up uh, not enough. To, I mean, nothing bothers me, guys. Nothing. 
you, it's me. just Twitter. Ruben, you bother me. Um, <laughs> I love Don. Don yes. could never wrong me. It's just, it, it's come will. up enough to where I feel the need to address this one time and move on because there are folks that don't like what I'm doing post suspension. That's okay. That's fine. There are folks that let me know repeatedly every time I do it, which that's also fine. But if I block you, it's not because I'm bothered by it. It's because you, you, when, when you do something over and over again, it's like, I, I already know this information though. You're not contributing anything new to the situation and I can choose to not see that. Um, and you know, maybe I didn't make this stuff for you. Um, I'm just having fun. And the thing is, nobody knows, except for a few people, the terms of my release from Twitter jail. And more than that, I am very much a Twitter rules and policies scholar at this point. Uh, when you lose your account for three months, you become very versed in such a thing. And let me tell you, a lot has changed. And oftentimes change is good. Sometimes it can be bad. But things can't be the same anymore. Um, Twitter is great, but there are flaws. Uh, things uh, like their reporting system and how all that works, uh, even right. if you don't get reported. It, Twitter is policed by an automated system. And it is a system that doesn't understand context. Uh, right. And it's unforgiving, even if it was something from like three years ago. Like... Dalton Trigg getting suspended was ridiculous. He didn't do anything recently. You know what I mean? It's just, you, it, it, things are just different. And therefore, I have to be different. Um, and, you know, if folks don't like that, that's okay. It's not going to bother me. I'm still having a good time. So that's why I'm such a dweeb. And then, yeah, some of it is Bo Burnham's fault. But, and I will say this on a broader issue like, if you don't like someone on the internet and in the, kind of plethora of options available to you there there are a couple you could consider one being shutting the fuck up and two being like it's it's just so easy to keep scrolling <laughs> you don't yeah. have to i think listen keep, I, no 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 it's 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 interest it's an interesting time to be on twitter and a lot sure. of things have changed in the last few years um i like your now I like your baby face turn. Um, so, so I, I think. Well, I will say this. I will say this. Like, I, I, you know, got quite a following off of not shutting the fuck up and going after people on Twitter. And I will tell you, uh, there have been plenty of times where I've wanted to. If you think I've gone soft, you should see my drafts. <laughs> you just can't sure. do that anymore. You can't yeah. do that anymore. You will get suspended for, for, breathing the wrong way it's just it's not worth it to lose an account again over something meaningless and toxic even if it was for humorous intent so that's just sure. kind of how i feel about all of that and if you fuck with me still great if you don't if it's it the change is too much you just can't handle it that's fine i don't care i don't have a problem with anybody nothing I personal even with people that i blocked it's more just like i don't need to see the same useless information over and over again because it's not going to stop me from doing what I'm doing. And That's I fair. My soapbox. I think your your goofiness is a pleasant addition to uh, to Mav's Twitter. Aside from skies falling, uh, shitting on the offseason, and 
the the meaningless or or the very like ceaseless discussions of uh who's elite what bigs or in what trade machine screenshots we've come up with and all this other stuff i think it is a fun addition to it so i endorse your good guy turn um for for what for what it's worth i appreciate it Mm -hmm. uh so good question by you and good answer by this question (laughs) yes love it okay it's almost like i set myself up to talk about something i know that is the only time i will address it so if you fuck with me still thank you see anyone confused you now know why (laughs) <laughs> it's, I'll see. it's whatever <laughs> at the end of the day it's just twitter i'm living my life having a good time let's see next question comes from matt's the best fast food you've ever had oh my god i've had a lot of fast i know food. the answer to this immediately what is it so i was in new york city uh for i mean i lived there at the time but <laughs> i was in the new york city for life um and uh my boss uh, and good friend uh, Casey turned 60 and he threw a 60th birthday party bash at uh, this this midtown bar in kind of the theater district that's like a piano bar like people will get up and sing and shit a lot of Broadway people will go there and shit like that it was a cool place but we got very drunk mm-hmm. um, and it, it dissolved into like I hit my limit but then like another person from work kept trying to buy everyone drinks and then finally like it, it was clearly not going to end it was like all right no we have to leave so me my girlfriend at the time and my other buddy we ran out of there like if we don't leave this man's gonna just keep making us drink but like it was it was time to go and it's about three in the morning and new york bars stay open real fucking late so they were all still going but um <laughs> the the spins start to arrive for all of us at the same time somehow you know what i mean you hit that point like oh shit this is about to be not fun drunk it's about to be bad drunk and uh walked into a five guys in times square at three o'clock in the morning and it was the greatest fucking fast food i've ever had in my life (laughs) i guess it's pretty astounding biting into a heaven burger i man oh my god I believe it. Uh, you, I'm gonna I'm gonna go local today. Uh, for the sake of uh, probably branching off away from what you guys probably su- suggest. Uh, because I'm gonna go with Plow Burger, which is a plant based. It's all vegan. Um, and it doesn't taste like it at all. Um, and it's actually one of the few times I can kind of indulge in burger fries and all kinds of fun, tasty garbage. Um, and, and not feel garbage afterwards. Um, it doesn't give you the gravy veins afterwards, um, which I greatly appreciate. So I'll go plow burger. You're about done. He got the gravy veins. <laughs> gravy <laughs> veins and Twitter jail change a man. Yeah. I'm trying to think because like the most of the time I eat fast food, I'm drunk or have been drinking. Right. Um, I, you know what, man? I think like those long fucking lines at a water burger mm-hmm. when it's like two in the morning and like i'm not driving because you know that'd be really terrible um sure uh you know or like i have you know my fiance or someone or a friend or whatever you know sure driving and i bite like i get the uh the what do you call it the barbecue uh barbecue chicken strip sandwich from water oh yeah that's, that's it like that's like the best feeling in the world like when you get that and you eat it and it's like mm-hmm. yeah and then my stomach hates me the next day but that's fine Yep, um, absolutely. It is. A, it's a perpe- it's a perpetual state cycle of uh, self abuse, <laughs> but it's tasty abuse. 
Yep. Let's see. Uh, next question comes from Juan. Mm-hmm. Um, what would be more interesting if football or soccer had technical fouls like basketball, or if basketball had players being sent off and no one can come in and replace them like in football? I think the soccer technical foul, if that would somehow prevent some of the flopping or like the the incessant bitching of every single player on the pitch, I would be a okay with that. Like you have to get a, you get a, you get a free penalty kick anytime someone just like, you know what you were just talking too much. <laughs> Here's a free shot at your goalie. I want to see an alternate universe where there's technical fouls in soccer, but the it's a flip flop, right? Soccer gets that basketball trait, mm-hmm. and uh, basketball gets the you lose a player, you lose a player. <laughs> oh, that's good. Get yeah, a, we're just get a red card out of a basketball game, and it's like. One of those really hostile matchups suddenly it's five on three, but then the trio still <laughs> wins or some shit. Like I don't know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I think it's. Sh- I would love the whole like you know if you get like a, like let's say a what do you call it um. Not a technical, jeez, it's flagrant too, mm-hmm. and you get sent off like that'd be fucking amazing. <laughs> like I love like like I, like it was a couple years ago I think where like, I think like the Lakers like didn't have enough players. And so basically, whenever like, and because someone fouled out, or whatever, right? And so they didn't have the players. And so what happens is that you stay in the game, but every single time you foul, it automatically is like a, a free throw for the other play for the other team. It's fucking amazing. I love that idea. I don't know. I love the idea of just like um, just players being sent off, and like that's like more incentive to not be a fucking asshole on the play, like while you're playing basketball, totally. but. All right, let's see. I want them to replace flagrant one and two with yellow and red cards. So oh, that's fucking good. Same thing. That'd be great. I want the mental image of a ref holding up a red card at a player, and they're like, "No, it's always so dramatic." Let's see. Next question comes from uh, Win Zeno. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, is Dirk Nowitzki classified as a DILF? <laughs> I guess he is the dad of Mavericks Twitter. Uh, DILF is a, is. A, is Dirk? I mean, is you could you could go more than one ways. Is it a dad you'd like to f, or a Dirk you'd like to f, <laughs> or both? There's layers to this. I guess the answer is yes. Technically, yeah. he's a, technically the answer is yes, no matter what, because clearly yeah. Dirk was a dilf <laughs> to his wife. So if you're if he's a Dirk, you, he's I such a he's such a pure thing in my life. I don't oh, want to. Like, I don't want him ruined with the smut. Don't of sully the Dirk with this dildo. I don't want to sexualize my hero. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like sexualizing Mister Rogers. You know, don't it's just sexualize like sexualize my goat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Next question. Um, <laughs> Wide Miss asks, uh, "Easy one. Uh, do you guys still believe in uh, K or Z?" Yes. Uh, yes. Yes, I do. Yeah, but I think, I think an off season will do good. Uh, actual off season is good for him, and if he can't get to get out of this year, then you know, I think yes, that, yeah. So, but Here's this the is the year we find out if mm-hmm. this experiment was a failure or not. Yeah, if it think- doesn't happen this year, it's over. Yeah, we're gonna talk to Nico after this. <laughs> yeah, I think this is the season make or break. The optimist in me wants 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 it all to to finally come together this year. So Good call. we'll uh, see. Next, what happens. Yeah. 
Next question comes from Mariella. She asks, uh, what show is funnier, The Office or Friends? Office. The Office. Yeah, the Office. I've maybe I, watched maybe for, like two for episodes. The, the la- for the lack I, of I, laugh track alone. Yeah. Yeah. There's that, and, I, and I, I've never... There's actually, there's only, uh, you know, the amount of times I'll rewind an episode of The Office I'm watching to watch something again because it was so funny. Yeah. Numerous. I, I, Friends have never, I've never seen every single episode of Friends, but I've seen a lot. Uh, yeah. There was like no. a throwaway line. I forgot which character's parents came back from vacation. They're like, oh, you came back early. And the dad was like, yeah, France sucks. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> Just so yeah. random. Yeah, I uh, the, yeah, the France sucks line is the only thing I've rewound in Friends for some reason. Oh, I never so I've watched maybe like two episodes of Friends ever. Um, didn't like either of those episodes. Um, it's, that, it is a remarkably Caucasian show. It is very like, yeah. That's the thing I realized too is like it's not, so it's not built for me. They're oh wait, there's another there's another Paul Rudd. Anytime Paul Rudd is in Friends, then, I'm sure. Uh, I, I think one of one of my reasons I don't like New York is because of Seinfeld and Friends. Those are just two things that are just like this take place in New York. I'm like, I never want to go there. Fuck okay, but if you watch, <laughs> if you watch the first the New Yorkers getting mad. If you watch the first Ninja Turtles movie, you will then want to go to New York. The New Yorkers mad. That is the most New York film ever made. <laughs> yeah, so fucking great. I, let's I, see. I feel like I've you, talked about that on the pod before, though. You were late twenty minutes, dude. <laughs> well, there's yeah. well the uh, Raphael screaming in the tunnel when uh, Splinter gets abducted or whatever, right? <laughs> and he's like, yeah! and it yeah. zooms all the way out of like the sewer grate to the sidewalk, and there's some old guy walking by with a cane, and he just looks down and like just kind of brushes off like. Ugh. <laughs> so yeah. many little New Yorker moments like that where they just don't care about the shenanigans going on. That's so fucking accurate. Fair enough. Let's see. I, do. Yeah. I will say the first <laughs> Ninja see, Turtles just... movie is much better than Friends or any sci-fi. Oh, episode. that's a fact. That's, that's, <laughs> what, that's on what record. Was what was that? Uh was a guy in a hockey mask being chased by a giant turtle in a trench coat. You're going oh. to LaGuardia, right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Love this Next- movie. Next question comes from Coleman. Um, have you listened to Donda? And if so, what are your thoughts? Donda yeah. being the new Kanye album that just released today. I no. uh, have not. No. Have not. Probably will never on purpose. Since I'm the only one here that listens to any Kanye. Uh, well, I've listened <laughs> uh, to Kanye. I think, uh, was it my beautiful fantasy? Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a very uh, important album for uh, production's sake, and he's actually one of the first like rappers of his ilk that really talked about that like some actual vulnerable being being a vulnerable person in a way that uh, is like really admitting his own faults and like his own uh, his own il- like in- illnesses. I thought was really important. Um, uh, considering again it's more contextual because like most of the the music like for example a lot of jay-z stuff which i still like it kind of follows the same hip-hop tropes of like uh i'm really rich i've i am the most successful do this dance you know like that's kind of like a lot of the hip and like i thought for kanye being where he was in that same you know tier of hip-hop and like or 
I guess you call it, and like he really kind of pushed the genre into a, a, a new weird direction. Like Kanye walked, so like guys like Frank Ocean and Tyler the Creator could run. Um, so that that's how I view that. But I, I have I'm also I feel like Kanye is now more like watching a very slow car wreck that I think is more sad than it is interesting. And yeah. I, I don't really like that. I kind of, at some point I can only watch so many injuries. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I will say I listened to it this morning cause it released mm-hmm. at like seven in the morning mm-hmm. of this today. Um, it's all right. It, 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 it just, it's, it's very Donda is very, uh, it's very like convoluted. It seems like, mm-hmm. like it just goes in so many different directions, which I know that's kind of like his thing now. Just kind of like throw shit at a wall and see what it sticks. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say like he had a lot of features, which cool. Like, you know, um, I will say that the, the songs that I do like, uh, I liked them more for the people that he brought on, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. new verses or whatever, like more than like him, you know, uh, and there's that joke that, you know, like, you know, he's uh, trying to avoid Drake, blah, 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 which I mean, like, Drake's also putting out an album probably pretty soon, so is Kendrick Lamar, so it's just like, eh. Like, I think out of those three, I'm pretty sure this will probably be the weakest out of them. And, I don't know, I just, um, I'm no longer, like, actively seeking out Kanye music, you know? Like, I just saw today, like, oh, like, it, leaked, it dropped, and I was like, okay, cool, I'll check it out, you know? And it might be for some people, but it's not really for me. I much prefer his old stuff, like pre what, like 2013. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the next Drake album is going to be, but I know it's going to be some shit that he didn't write. And I, I actually, I don't like Drake at all. I, uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and preemptively shit on it. Um, but Kendrick's great. Yeah. I'm excited for that. I'll be, that's yeah, he, he's, he's a thoughtful, like talented person. As opposed to a grooming son of a bitch that, and uh, basketball wife that is Drake. The pictures of him with like that Kentucky game. He, just like, oh, he he just wants to be a basketball or a pro oh, basketball wife so bad. Something, yeah. <laughs> he just wants Let's, to be acknowledged. Okay, we have one final uh, two questions from one final person. Okay. Um. All right, Katie. So this is actually DM, which is nice because I. Okay. It's cool to get DM questions. Um. So uh, it's from Katie. She says, I'm brand new to Mouse Twitter. Mm-hmm. And my question is, do you guys have any tips for a newbie? You know, suggestions on who to follow, uh, who not to follow, do's, don'ts with Mouse Twitter, stuff like that. I appreciate any guidance. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, you know, Reddit Mavericks, Squish41, those would be my first. Uh, shout uh-huh. out to uh, Slingy. Uh, Slingy's a great follow. Um, I'll go with uh, at Bibbs Corner. Uh, Mavs Network. Mavs Network's great. Uh, Mavs Draft. I, Mavs Draft. Uh, God, I'm forgetting people. Uh, Dalton Trigg is a sweet dude. I'll, 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 I'll definitely shout him out. Uh, if, you want, if you don't like sweet, Kirk is there for you as well. It, you know what? <laughs> and Kirk, Kirk's an OG. Like, and I think Kirk's actually he's he's gotten a lot less uh, yeah. venomous in his. Uh, I don't know. I I really think he's Old softened age. a bit. Well, no, he softened a bit, yeah, and I no, think yeah. in a way that's more reasonable, not in a way that's just shitting on everything. Yeah. Um, and I think he's, uh, I think he's a realist, and I, I appreciate yeah. his perspective on oh, things. Yeah, and he's, and at the very least, he's well thought out in his opinions when he is a negative. Uh, Jeff Skin Wade, obviously, any of the broadcast team of the Mavericks, I think, is a necessary follow. Um, and really, the only do- the I mean, 
pick and like I think if you go personal, you're you know with anybody. Like if you lead with that's a stupid thing and you are stupid for thinking it. Like if you just go that aggressive, then you're just gonna get that back. I think if you I, I try leading with a compliment most of the time, be like, oh, I like what you thought of that, but have you you know, and then like adding to something. But I'm actually not that active of a user, so uh, might I suggest starting a podcast? This <laughs> guy oh, yeah. mentioned uh, Panda Hank. For yeah, oh, yeah, Panda for Hank great, great highlights and just mm-hmm. fun little content and meme stuff. Um, and then uh, I probably butcher Ishtok Franco. Frank, I don't know. If mm-hmm. You're familiar with him? He contributes to Mavs Moneyball, mm-hmm. but he's Slovenian. Does a lot of great breakdowns. Yeah, yeah. I would say like so. My my suggestions like as a newbie is just like just be you. Um, I see like. I don't know. Like it's just weird. Like, because I was I was kind of Mavs Twitter way back in the day before I even had my account, um, and I kind of just left because I was like, eh, whatever. You guys kind of fucking suck. No offense, squish. <laughs> but when I did come back, mm. um, I would say just like just be you. Like, don't worry about what people say. The block button, the mute buttons are there for a reason. Um, there's a lot of different opinions on different things that aren't basketball. <laughs> you know, um, that sure. are just there. So again, it's like anything else in your life, like you curate that to what works for you. But you know, mm-hmm. like, like if people don't follow me or block me, it's like, okay, that, you know, whatever, like that happens, you know, I don't care. Like, yeah. you know, it has no, has no immediate impact on like my money or, you know, like my life. So I don't care. I said earlier, it's just Twitter. Yeah. Um, Some, to something that's worked that, for you, me. You, Go ahead. Oh, just, just real quick. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're in control of your experience. Uh, you can choose what to see and what not to see, and you don't have to feel bad about it either way. Mm-hmm. And just have I, fun. I would say that I've had a lot of success replying to people. Like, if, if like, reply to kind of bigger names first to kind of just, like, you know, get your opinions out there, kind of establish, like, because that's where conversations really start, and that's where people get like, oh, I like this person, this person's got good ideas, you know, or whatever. Uh, and then, for me, I've been just, I, I, I quote sweet usually pictures and put my silly snarky comment to it and it usually seems to do okay that's i've built a a mavs following in that respect uh the fact that I, like i i just remember uh, being on twitter and not and just kind of it just goes into the void really prior to this podcast and like now if i do anything pertaining to dirk davitsky or the mavs it seems to do pretty good numbers so um which has just been a nice release of dopamine so i greatly appreciate the mffls for uh facilitating my said silliness and supporting me in other ways too. Like I've had, we've I've had some some of our uh, listeners actually show up to uh, some of my music shows, and it's been greatly appreciated. Um, so it, that's it's grown into more of a community than it has been. Like I've I've thoroughly enjoyed being a, a uh, not very active but a thankful participant uh, in Matt's Twitter. So um, it's it's been fun. So I yeah we we yeah. welcome aboard. Welcome to being yes. a Matt's fan. Yeah. And then her second question is... Oh. oh, sorry, what? Go ahead. No, sorry, what were you going to say? I, I, I didn't realize there was a second question. Yeah, one, really quick, though. Um, if you could punch one basketball player or celebrity in the face, who would it be and why? Bruce Bowen. <laughs> That's a good one. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> um, Fuck that sharp elbow, dirty fucking player. No, punch <laughs> Bruce Bowen right in the face. Uh, I mean, let's see. Who would I punch? I don't like to get violent. Um, basketball player or celebrity. Or celebrity. Uh, I'll punch Bryce Patrick. Because he got that blue check before I did. So. 
Fantastic. What about you, Squish? Let's get Bayless. Ah, that's a good one. Bayless is a pretty good one. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll punch Skip Bayless for America. (laughs) I'll do it for free. (laughs) I'll I'll do it for the citizens of the world. All right. And those are all the questions for this week. (laughs) Guys, thank you so much uh, for submitting questions. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, Y'all are fantastic. Uh, You can follow us at the underscore MFFLs. Uh, we are a little bit more active during the season, but we appreciate any support uh, in the off season. And you guys, of course, submitting questions, which is primarily what we do on this podcast at this point. So uh, we're very uh, excited to uh, entertain you guys and be in your ears. We're thankful for just, uh, listen, there's a lot of podcasts out there. We appreciate that you're listening to ours. This has been the Hoops and Half of Eisen's podcast. Enjoy the rest of your week. Later, guys. Bye.